0: The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. Hi, this is Pastor Johnny Over, founder of the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park. Here at Sound of Heaven Church, we encourage everyone to understand why they believe what they believe. For me, I had a pretty good childhood, but things got rough fairly quickly. My father was an alcoholic, and yet still my best friend. And because of his love for me, which I felt every day, he was my hero. Sadly, my mother had a very different experience. Lonely and sometimes in dangerous situations. The fighting, the marital struggles, the drinking got the best of us and my family fell apart. Through my own personal struggles and demons, I didn't fall. I climbed into the lap of faith and embraced the gospel. Today, I'm ordained and I'm the senior leader of the Sound of Heaven Church. Together with an incredible staff, we offer you the gospel in a way you have never experienced before. Visit my website at soh.church. When considering a church, it's very important to not only examine their beliefs, but also your own. Visit Sound of Heaven Church at SOH.Church. That's SOH.Church. Welcome, everybody, to Sound of Heaven Radio. You are right. It's that time again. We are back with you just as we always are, each and every single Sunday at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m., we're just so incredibly passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ovi, Pastor of the Sound of Heaven Church, located in Deer Park, New York. Check out our website at SOH.Church. That's s o h church. You can see all the things we're doing. You could check out what we're about. Hear some testimonials. It's it's a must. It's an absolute must. And uh, we got such a uh, an incredible show for you today. I got my guest. coming up right now uh bobby ramos who honestly wants to just get some stuff off his chest about the church and the body and we're that type of show that's not going to run away from everything so uh without any further ado bobby ramos welcome to sound
1: of heaven radio good morning johnny how are you
0: i'm doing great man hey listen i I was joking before. I was saying we could take this twenty minutes, make it three hours, and talk about Ljn WWF wrestling figures. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> yes, yes, Mister Ljn on the phone. Yeah,
0: but I, I wanted to keep focused because I'll get sidetracked real easy on this. How you doing, man? Thanks so much for joining us today.
1: I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I'm glad. I'm glad to help. I'm glad to kind of shed some light on a very, very sensitive uh, topic. But it needs to be said and it needs to be heard.
0: I agree. I agree. So why don't you introduce yourself to, to the people listening today and your experience with church, and you know, just give us a, a, a general over, like some of the maybe some good things or some bad things that you experienced, and we'll just jump right into it from there.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, as you heard in the introduction, my name is Bobby Ramos. I was employed with the Diocese of Rockwell Center for 15 years, working as grounds, maintenance, Studio custodial, kind of a jack-of-all-trades in different um, churches around Long Island. When you work for the diocese, they can kind of put you anywhere they want because uh, with the diocese, they're from Montauk to actually Rosedale. So the entire stretch of Long Island is run by the Diocese of Rockville Center when it comes to Catholic churches. Uh, with that being said... I did make many friends uh, who wear a collar and other friends who are very, very with their faith in God. Um, a little bit of everything uh, from adults to the children themselves, the students or altar boys, altar girls. Unfortunately, you always are going to have a bad side to a good. Right. In the 15 years that I worked there, I'm going to keep names private. Okay. Four different priests that I worked for were accused of sexual abuse to children and one sexual abuse to an adult.
0: Are these accusations, in your opinion, legitimate?
1: Yes, they are, unfortunately.
0: Wow. Wow. And I I also just want to say this, too, before we dive into this conversation even more, and I know this this is important. The reason why we're talking about this topic here, we are not here— to paint everybody with a broad brush. We're not saying that every Catholic is bad, that every Catholic church is bad. Every di- I, we, I think Absolutely. me and Bobby both want to make this perfectly clear. But yes. here's here's what I'm saying, and I know we spoke about this when we chatted on online the other day, is that there needs to be a higher level of accountability inside the church, the Catholic Absolutely. church, the Christian church, because many of these situations just get swept under the rug and <laughs> they end up hurting a lot of people. I'm sure you could agree with that.
1: Absolutely. Talk about being swept under the rug. With the first pastor, Monsignor, that I worked for, everything was done overnight. He was removed from uh, his living quarters on the church grounds, but he was still able to practice um, serving as a priest for another Catholic church, actually down in Mexico. So oh my God. he was removed from the church on Long Island but placed in another church in Mexico where everything was hush-hush. Right. And swept under the rug.
0: So they just shuffle yeah. these guys around. They just they just take them out of one place and just stick them inside of another place.
1: Yes, yes. Now we're talking back in I would say 2002. Hmm. This all transpired. Right. Within the years, many more started coming out, and you kind of started seeing a pattern. These four priests all worked with each other, all knew each other. Aside from the sexual molestation of the children, it was well aware that two priests were actually having a relationship, but because priests are so looked upon and honored as the next person to Jesus Christ himself, it was hush-hush, we do not speak of that. This is a priest. This is somebody who is valued as, you know, no pun intended, high priest. Hmm. And we're just not going to talk about that.
0: So they were having a relationship with each other? Yes. Yes. Wow!
1: Well, now some of
0: these accusations here that you said that they said that you personally believe them to be true. Were you a maybe a witness to these, or, or is it speculation? Like, why do you lead down? Like, yeah, no, this definitely happened.
1: When we have the Diocese of Rockville Center interviewing each and every employee, and then you have—I um, want to make sure I get this right—you have. Human Resources pretty much having you sign a form each and every time that there is an interview stating, while you're employed with the Diocese of Rockville Center, you cannot speak of the subject matter. Wow. Again, Johnny, I was employed with them for 15 years.
0: Wow. Wow, that's and we're
1: only And we're only just... Breaking the ice when it comes to these accusations. Right. We're not even discussing where the money goes yet.
0: Right. Right. When it comes
1: to church, school, and donation. Hmm. Wow. So this is another subject matter that pretty much had me walk away from the church as well, being employed with them for 15 years.
0: Were you a practicing Catholic like when you started working there?
1: Absolutely where the first place that i worked this was my house of worship
0: gotcha gotcha so you I went mean, to this church you this was your yeah. church that you got employed yeah.
1: by yes and it came down to before my father's passing he was looking to become a deacon with this church but because of all these allegations coming to light and The money being used to shuffle these priests around and pretty much settle out of court, he walked away from that particular church and decided to go elsewhere where it was not acceptable for any priest to do anything like that. Right. Right. Wow, man.
0: Hey, you're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova. I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park, New York. Uh, you can visit our website at soh.church. Check it out. Uh, uh, give us a visit here. Um, on this radio show, we deal with real, authentic, and genuine topics here. We, we don't, As a pastor myself, I, we don't run away from— from things that are that need to be discussed, and I'm very grateful for my friend Bobby Ramos to be joining us today. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, the church he's been through, uh, been to uh, the Catholic Church he went to out in Rockville Center. Um, some of the things he witnessed, uh, some of the things that he's heard, experienced um, with sexual abuse in, inside of the church, the money issues going on there. So uh, again, Bobby, I appreciate your your honesty and your transparency here. So, h- how would you say? You know, you said you worked there for 15 years. When did this stuff start coming up and how would you say that these things started to tear away at your faith?
1: This started coming about 2002 and continued throughout the years. Not only were there allegations against priests, you also had allegations against uh, choir teachers. You also had allegations against certain Religious ed teachers, unfortunately, mm-hmm. who would make a pass to a child or, unfortunately, take things further. Right. But again, everything was swept under the rug. And for the employees that worked there, like myself, when it came down to financial budgets, it was, we have to cut this, we have to cut that. And everybody knew what the money was going toward. Right. And it was to pay off these predators. I hate to say it, you know, um, wolves in sheep clothing with a collar, unfortunately. Right. And again, I, I want to make this clear, as you said before, I am not bashing the Catholic Church I'm just stating that the Diocese of Rockville Center was trying to hide these allegations that came to light. As as the book says, Johnny, what happens in the dark will come to light. That's right. And God does not let things pass. It doesn't matter if these men had collars on. Or not. They are human, and this is something that I had to wrestle, pun intended, <laughs> with myself, because when these men are up on the altar preaching to live as God would want you, to read scriptures in the Bible and lead a Fulfilling, peaceful, loving, kind life, I cannot take that seriously when these allegations come to light, and the person that I'm looking to for guidance is not doing the right thing.
0: Right. You know, th- there's a, uh, a documentary on Netflix called The Keepers. I don't know if you've yeah. heard of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or or seen. I literally just watched this. I just got done two days ago and I wanted to throw up in my mouth. And uh it's about uh uh Father Maskell in Baltimore, Maryland. Right. And uh about a nun who got murdered and buried um, in a cemetery and they started backtracking on why she was killed in the first place and Similar, I, I mean just a complete underground sexual really trafficking ring going on of pedophilia uh, and it was the priest the, the, the uh, some of the, the workers in the church, the some of the elders and then it turned into some of the cops, the fire department, the businessmen um, you know cops clearing like the the places where the high school kids would go and make out and you know the cops would be like break it up break it up, gotta get out of here then as soon as everybody left, the priests would come up with the kid. I mean the fact that this stuff exists, Without any type of account, and Bobby, listen, man, I, I know you know me as a wrestler. I also know you know what I post and the things I believe in as, as a pastor yep. and as a man of God. You know, it's so it's such a hard spot to be in because I love God's church. I love it, I love it, I love it. But at the same time, I hate it because this stuff right here goes completely unchecked, and I'm just so Absolutely. sick and tired of watching you know, people, and again, this has nothing to do with the, the overall religion in itself, okay? The, the, cath- the Catholic religion is the Catholic religion, and that's a whole other topic to talk about, but these are people inside. There are good and bad. Priests. There are good and bad pastors in Christianity. There are good and bad doctors. There are good and bad dentists. There are good and bad cops. There are good and bad all all these different types of people. And I'm so sick and tired in the church where all these things go back where they're preying on people who who are looking for guidance and they're looking for help. They're looking for a vessel that to be used by God to bring healing. And these people are 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 dealing with issues themselves, rejection issues themselves. They're they're struggling themselves with pornography. They're struggling themselves with these major issues. And and it goes unchecked because they got a collar around their throat. and I'm just sick and tired of it. And the church leadership and the church body has got to step up and hold these people accountable for the positions that they're being put in to let the people that are watching and the people that are attending their church know that they are safe to come here. Because I'm tired of my job being made difficult for nonsense like this.
1: Amen, brother.
0: Amen. Because how do I sit there? And go, hey Bobby, hey, come check out Sound of Heaven, man. I want you to come with your family. It's a great environment. I, I, you know, I watched this docu series, and I, 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 literally last night I had this conversation with my wife because my wife didn't see it. She's like, I can't watch stuff like this. Like literally, and I, I'm sorry if I'm getting too vulgar here, but inside of the of the, the Netflix series, this the woman who was was like. Twelve at the time who's now a grandma now she would literally say as she was performing oral sex on the priest his responses were all right you you have to now consume the holy spirit swallow the holy spirit i mean i literally threw the what i had in my hands up in the air i'm like you gotta be kidding how do i sit there with a woman like this and go no church is good no god's good god loves you these are people of god how do i sit there I feel like my biggest problem, Bobby, and my the biggest struggle
1: I have is I have to make do for the church. Yes. You have to you have to defend it where you shouldn't. You shouldn't have to. Right. So and that is that is the biggest problem right now is because as you said, somebody else's I don't even want to call it mistake. Somebody else else's actions right. is now on your shoulders.
0: Yeah. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, hey, listen, we got two minutes left. I want you to wrap this up, Bobby. With two minutes, I want you. How has this affected your faith for you? Maybe your family, your kids.
1: Yeah, how is my faith? My faith is still there. Um, As you said, you know, you're a wrestler. I'm a collector. I'm a cyclist. I accepted the fact that I do not need to be in a house of worship to praise my God. I could be on a bicycle i could if i if I would want I could take a hip toss from you or you know a clothesline and i would I would still feel in the presence of god and what I want people to know is that you can worship God anywhere you like man I could reach out to you after this interview and say. Please, let's say a prayer together for all these victims that came out and for all the victims that haven't come out yet with what happened to them. Right. Even over the phone. And I I will feel your presence. I will feel God's presence over me. And I would know that we are doing the right thing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, listen, the, the, and it's too many times, and that's actually another good topic for a show that I may do in the future is the role of the church, because too many people think you need to go to church in order to be in, in, have good relationship with God. Listen, the church is important, but it has a function of how it impacts the community um, and what it, it's supposed to. When it's operating correctly, it could be a very powerful thing. But Absolutely. there are too many people shamed for not attending a church, as if they're going to go to hell, and that's just
1: that's just not right. I mean, it's just well, wrong. That's, that's that's another subject within itself, Johnny. <laughs> right. it's, with, you know, what what is what is actually acceptable and what right. isn't acceptable, right? you
0: know. You're right, man. Hey, Bobby, thank you so much for your honesty, your transparency today. Um, I, I appreciate you, bro. Thank you for for coming on and uh, and being a blessing here. You know I got you, man. You know I got you. Any
1: Anytime, Johnny, anytime.
0: All right, bro. God I bless say. you. Listen, have a great rest of your day today, okay? You
1: too. God bless.
0: Hey, man, guys, you're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova, and wow, I mean, I really don't even know what to say after, after just, again, continuing to hear stories like this, and you know, it's it, this is not to uh, again disparage a church, but it, it, when when you it, listen, transparency is what God wants, and also it keeps things pure. Nothing good comes from things being hidden in your relationships, uh, in in church, in anything hidden and nothing good comes from it. You may think so, but it doesn't. And uh, God wants transparency with you. God needs transparency with the church. So I just want to pray that God would cover. I need God. To expose, cover, protect, heal, and revive the church to its natural function, the way God created it and God intended it. That the church would rise up stronger than ever before. And that every false and fake manipulative praying leader that has evil and wicked intentions would be exposed and removed. So we can continue, not perfect people, because we all make mistakes, but the people with wicked and evil intentions be removed so the church can rise up and be the church that God had called it to be. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova. I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park, New York. Visit our website at soh.church. Join us each and every single Sunday, 11 a.m., 7 p.m. Tell your friends, tell your friends. Hi, this is Pastor Johnny Over, founder of the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park. Here at Sound of Heaven Church, we encourage everyone to understand why they believe what they believe. For me, I had a pretty good childhood, but things got rough fairly quickly. My father was an alcoholic and yet still my best friend. And because of his love for me, which I felt every day, he was my hero. Sadly, my mother had a very different experience. Lonely and sometimes in dangerous situations The fighting, the marital struggles, the drinking got the best of us and my family fell apart Through my own personal struggles and demons, I didn't fall I climbed into the lap of faith and embraced the gospel Today, I'm ordained and I'm the senior leader of the Sound of Heaven Church Together with an incredible staff, we offer you the gospel in a way you have never experienced before Visit my website at soh.church When considering a church, it's very important to not only examine their beliefs, but also your own Visit Sound of Heaven Church at SOH.Church. That's SOH.Church. Welcome back, everybody, to Sound of Heaven Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova. You're, we are with you every single Sunday at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church uh, in Deer Park, New York. Uh, our website is SOH.Church. That's SOH.Church. I encourage you to visit it, visit us and check us out. And uh, I promise you'll be hearing a lot of different things than what we just heard about in the, in the previous segment here. Uh, and uh, my goodness, you know, it's it's. I'm just going to be real th- this week. I, well, I'm always real, but I'm, I'm literally going off the cuff right now. I don't have notes. I don't have bullet points. I, I'm going to teach something in the next segment here. You know, but this is a very uh, important topic that needs to be discussed, and raw and honest conversation always has to happen. And, you know, when I talk to Bobby, uh, even off the air, you know, I could just, when I, when the church comes up, I, I see pain just come right through his eyes and hurt come through his eyes. And as a pastor of a church, I think about, you know— w- you know, what what happened? You know, what where where have we gone wrong? And and listen, I also run a business. I own a company. I have about twenty five people that work for me. Um, I run a church. We got a team of of, of man, fifty people that run a, a church here. And they're some of the most amazing people that you would ever meet in your entire life. And there are some things that I implement in our church, Sound of Heaven. That, that I implement in my business, and the one of those things is accountability. And that accountability also goes back to myself. My my my. Uh, I don't want to say staff because they're not paid. We're all volunteers. The volunteers at my church have full access to my life and have the full green light to hold me accountable just as I hold them accountable to things. And whether, whenever they think I'm going off the rail or, or whether I think that, that they are going off the rail, um, we give each other the green light to do those things, to stop it from going. I've had people tell me that they wanted to kill themselves. I've had people tell me one guy sat literally right next to his wife in front of me who came to the church for the first time and said, I'm don't love her anymore. I'm not attracted to her anymore. I want to, I want to, I want to divorce her so I could be with somebody else. And I looked at the wife and she's just nodding her head, you know, at me. And you could again, see the pain and the tears in her eyes. And you know these things build up over the course of time, and just like a kid, when you don't reprimand or discipline your kid, they try to push the limits even further, right? Let me see how much more I can get away with. Let me see how much more I can get away with them. You know, as a pastor of a church, I look around and I and I see the stuff that's going on and see the stuff that's being said, and a lot of times, honestly, I just shake my head. I, I really do. I really do. I shake my head at stuff like this, and you know, I just think, you know, I understand where you're coming from when you say, I don't want to go to the church or I don't trust the church. I understand where you're coming from with those thoughts and with that statement, but As a pastor myself, my job is to, and I say this a lot, but now maybe you'll understand why I say this even more. When I say I got to, it's my job to make the name of Jesus known even more, but the real true name of Jesus, what he stands for. Nowhere in the Bible are we commanded to do any type of insane wickedness like this. Nowhere in the Bible are we supposed to be setting up these governmental hierarchies like, uh, uh, like with a mafia. Uh, but it, it's almost turned into the good old boys club. Uh, it, it's almost turned into uh, this type of thing. And the things that that are also tied into higher upper end church um, structures is really insane and really wickedness for for the gain of money, money, power. Uh, and, uh, and we got to change that. And at Sound of Heaven, we talk about reformation. Things have got to get back to the way they were. And That goes with, again, holding people accountable, and because I'm a younger pastor, People have tried to put one over on me and my wife, and my wife's seven years younger than me. I'm 36 now, but when I first started pastoring, I was 26, and my wife was 19, and we had people 40, 50, 60 years old coming into the church, but they almost came with an ulterior motive. They were were coming because they were young. They were going to pretend to cover us and encourage us, but at the same time, they were going to try to manipulate us for for us to almost be there, the the legs to achieve what they wanted to achieve, and we'd have people run down I mean, we had people leave the church, move down to Florida, move move away to Pennsylvania. It was a, it was really incredible. It's like everybody that was trying to stop st- stop me and my wife from doing what we know God had called us to do was literally removed in the sense of that they were they were not only pulled out of the church but also sent states away just to almost get out of the way. Um, but back to this this conversation of, of the pedophilia and the and the and the um, the molestation and, and the things this is going on and as as crazy as that sounds. And as painful as it is is to listen to, and some of you out there, you're angry. You're like, you know, why is he saying this stuff about the church? You know, why is this being even released? And others are sitting there going, this is why I don't go to church. You know, I sit there and and I go, well, thank God this is getting exposed. Uh, Thank God light is coming to this." And Bobby said, true, whatever is done in darkness will eventually come to light. And it's up to the, the current church leadership. Now it's up to us. The ball's in my court and, and the rest of the pastors and, and, and church leaders across the island and, and the, new, the state, the world to go, what are we going to do with this information? We are either going to cover it and they'll manipulate scripture like, you know, bear one another's burdens, cover one another's sin. and Those, those, those scriptures are not meant to cover and hide crimes. Those scripture verse, when it talks about cover one another's sins, is when somebody comes to you in confidentiality and and exposes something that they're struggling with, don't go out there and, 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 and you know, embarrass them and bring shame to them, you know, but in prayer and encouragement and love and, and personal conversation, you know, be the light for them. This is not somebody going, hey, I'm doing this and I'm going to continue to do this. Cover me, brother. That's what the Bible says. No, no, that, that, that is not what we're talking about. Uh, doing and and to be quite honest with you the church in the New Testament it's 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 not even a building you see the the building's a building but the Bible talks about the church in the New Testament under Jesus Christ as a church that's not made with 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 human hands. And what it's explaining here is that first temple, the, the temple that's spoken about in the Bible, the Jewish temple that is a pretty big focal point of the New Testament, was was built with, by people. It was built with bricks, just like you would see the buildings today. And too oftentimes we get the, the the misconception of we go to church every single Sunday. No, no, you go to a building, but you are the church. You go to the building with the church. The church is supposed to be the place that sharpens you, encourages you. The church is supposed to be the gathering of people. The ecclesia, as the Bible calls it in the in the, um, in the the Greek, is supposed to be the place where when people are in need, they, they can run to. It's when people are struggling, they can go to. When people need encouragement, they can go to. When people uh, can go to there and learn more about God, learn more about the Bible, learn more about what destiny is and how God operates with people and encouraging people that God can and do the same thing for you. This is what the church is to be. We are not supposed to be the whip that just beats down people who who are making mistakes and who are struggling and who are who are uh just that's not the church the church builds the church encourages the church loves unconditionally it God is not up there with a whip waiting for you to and it all goes back to the to the era of the teaching on sin that the church does. Every we could sit here and argue. Well, this sin is that sin. Is this sin is that sin? Is being gay a sin? Is sleeping having sex before marriage sin? Is you know being a Democrat sin? Is being a Republican sin? All these things, and we could sit there and argue till till our face turns blue. But the bottom line is that it doesn't matter. In a sense, if it's not one thing, it's another. We all make mistakes. We all sin. We all fall short. Sin is the Greek and Hebrew word for missing the mark. We've all missed the mark in areas of our life. Some have missed more than others, but it's irrelevant in the sense that God's love is so unconditional. And that word unconditional is that there's not a condition that you can live in where God's love can't impact and affect you. And the church needs to do a better job of expressing the love of God, being the love of God, because there's a lot of broken and hurting people out there. And it's not my job to convince Bobby or convince anybody else. Listen, the church is good. Listen, I know this happened to you. I know you've seen all these things, but come to church, come to church, come to church. You know what? I'm going to love Bobby right where he's at. And I'm going to reach out to Bobby right where he's at. And if he ends up coming to Sound of Heaven, I'd be thrilled because he's an awesome dude. And I would love to have him part of what we're doing. He's just a really great guy. But if he never comes, guess what? I love him the same. Because he does have a relationship with God. He does have faith in God. But when people who are put in position manipulate their responsibilities, the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. And so when God requires much, we need to hold these people accountable to move in the integrity and character that God expects us to move in. We're going to break down the church over here in the next segment here. You're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ovi. pastor of the Sound of Heaven Church in Deer Park, New York. We're with you each and every single Sunday at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. Visit our website at soh.church. That's again, soh.church. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova, and we're with you every single Sunday at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. I pastor the Sound of Heaven Church located in Deer Park, New York. I I, I do have to say, too, briefly, I'm so excited to see some of you listeners coming out to the church and being a part of our services. Uh, thank you for coming. I hope you enjoyed your, your time there, uh, but we are incredibly passionate about making the love of Jesus known to all. And we're dealing with a very heavy and difficult topic here in uh, with the church. Uh, we had our guest on, Bobby Ramos, who uh, quite frankly just exposed some of the m- really terrible situations of, of the Catholic church that he was a part of and, and needed to kind of get this off his chest to to deal with here. I wanted to read a scripture verse here, and I'm gonna be reading out of the book of Matthew, the gospel of Matthew. Again, the gospel is the Latin word for good news. Every time we're talking about the Bible. And when we're teaching the Bible, it should be good news to people. That's the point of the gospel. We're supposed to herald it. And and Matthew's one of the writers, and and I'm going to read Matthew 16, verses 1 through 19. I want you to just listen to this verse, and we're going to talk about the church. And before, I want to set the precedent here. The Pharisees and the Sadducees of the first century are the, quote-unquote, bad guys of the story. The Pharisees are the religious leaders. The Sadducees are the political leaders. Isn't that ironic? Yeah, the religious and political leaders is the bad guys of the first century. And Jesus is coming to flip this upside down. And and Jesus, when reading the New Testament, the only people that Jesus rebuked or came against was the church. Think about this. It's because there was a high accountability with the church. And we see even in the Old Testament, the prophet Ezekiel was writing of the destruction of the church, the destruction of the the people who claim to be of God. And he has this vision of going inside of this building and looking around and seeing all the abominations on the wall. And what he was describing was like all the sin that was taking place within the body. And if that accountability is not held within the people who claim to be messengers of God, that God was going to remove them and build a new church. And, you know, these are things that happen on repeat from the beginning of time, and and, and based off of what we we heard today, it's a similar boat. So Matthew chapter 16 verse 1 through 19 says this, the Pharisees and the Sadducees came up and testing Jesus. They asked him to show them a sign from heaven, but he replied to them, what, uh, When it is evening, you say, It will be fair weather, for the sky is red. And in the morning there will be a storm today, for the sky is red and threatening. Do you know how to discern the appearance of the sky, but cannot discern the signs of the times? An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and a sign will not be given except the sign of Jonah. And he left them and went away. And the disciples came to the other side of the sea, but they had forgotten to bring any bread. And Jesus said to them, Watch out and beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sodducees. There's a lot of descriptive words here. They began to discuss this among themselves, saying, He said that because we did not bring any bread. But Jesus, aware of this, said, You men of little faith, why do you discuss among yourselves that you have no bread? Do you not yet understand and remember the five loaves of the five thousand and how many baskets full you picked up, or the seven loaves of the four thousand and how many? many large baskets full you picked up? How is it that you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread, but beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the Sadducees? Then they understood that he did not say to beware of the leaven of the bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. I want to stop there for a second. They started to understand and they started to get it, right? The Bible talks about how how a little bit of leaven can ruin the whole bread, and so Jesus is using something that they're familiar with. They made a lot of bread. Everybody in the first century understood what it took to make bread, and he was telling them that a little bit of leaven can ruin or make the, the, the whole entire bread. So now, fast forward to chapter sixteen, he's relating the leaven and the bread to the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees, saying, "Beware of their teachings, because when bad teaching comes inside of you, it can corrupt what I'm trying to teach and preach. It can make things very bad." And so they started to get this. Now, 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 let's go go to verse number 13, Matthew 16, 13. It says this. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do you people say the son of man is? And they said, some say John the Baptist and others, Elijah, but still others, Jeremiah, one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you think, who do you say that I am? This is Jesus saying this. Simon Peter answered, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not overpower it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth shall have been bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. I want to take the last five minutes of the show and break this down. Simon was named Simon, and Jesus changed his name to Peter. Simon was his old self. Simon was his sickness. Simon was his doubtful self. Simon was his thieving self. And it's amazing. He asks Simon, and he calls him Simon Peter, okay? And he says, who do you think I am? And he calls him these two names, which is interesting. And he says, you are the Christ Son of God. He identified Jesus as the Son of God. And then he responds, doesn't call him Simon, he calls him Peter, he goes, I also say to you that you are Peter. Peter is the Greek word for rock. It means Petra. You are the rock. And not the rock as the wrestler, the rock, you know, Dwayne Johnson, the rock. But he says, you are our rock. You are Peter. Think about this. His name, his old identity, his old self was Simon. That was his old self. That was his sinful self. That was his struggling self. That was his doubtful self. Jesus says, who am I? And he says, you are the son of God and goes, now I call you Peter for you are now called Peter. I also call you Peter. So now he changes his name from Simon to Peter. He changed his name from doubt and fear over to rock, to stronghold. There was a transformation that took place from an old self, to a new self. Interesting point here to prove this point is that moving through the rest of the gospels, any time that Peter ever started to doubt God, Jesus referred to him as Simon. Every time that he would fear or do something that wasn't in God's will, Jesus called him Simon. He called him his old name. And every time he was confident, he was bold, uh, that he overcame that he was operating in this newness, Jesus called him Peter. He was literally identifying him. No, no, no. Don't doubt like that, Simon. You're acting like your old self. Don't don't act like the old you. I already transformed you. You acknowledged me as God's, the Son of God, and I told, you, to, turned your old self, Simon, into the new, your new self, Peter. And then it says the rest of verse eighteen. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock, Peter, I will build my church, and the gates of Hades or hell will not overpower it. And people, and this is how bad doctrine and bad context changes this, they actually think that it was on Peter that they will build the church. And the origin of the Catholic Church actually believed that only the Pope has to be in the lineage of Peter, um, and that that meant his physical body, that like only Peter can run the church. It's not what it's referencing here. In fact, they even took it so far. Did you know that the Vatican is built upon the known or the thought to believed gravesite of Peter because of this one verse where it says and on this rock I will build my church they literally built a physical building on the dead body of Peter where they believe Peter is because of a bad interpretation of the scripture that is not the church that that he's talking about here and to prove that point in the rest of the gospels it talks about the temple and the church the new church not being built with stones not being made with 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 human hands that the church was 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 a building not made with human hands and it was referencing our bodies because it's the now the place where the Holy Spirit dwells. The Holy Spirit dwelt inside of a physical building in the Old Testament, and now in the New Testament, God has taken the Holy Spirit, put it inside of us, and now we are the church. We are the church wherever we go. We bring the Holy Spirit wherever we go. But that transformation from the old self to the new self, that is the rock that he's building. He's building his church on the transformation of people, just like you, from your old self to your new self, just like he did with Peter. He wants to take your old struggles, your old sin, your, 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 all your doubts and your fears and your worries and concerns and your addictions and your, and your shortcomings, and he wants to transform that into a strength of yours, into a, into a rock where you no longer struggle with these addictions. You no longer struggle with these doubts and these shortcomings. And it's on that rock is gonna, he's going to build his strengths. It's on that transformation that he's going to call you a new name, He's going to call you victorious. He's going to call you healed. If you're sick right now, I pray Jesus to touch your heart and heal you right now in the name of Jesus. And upon that transformation from your sick self to your new self, That is where he's building his church. He's going to call you healed. He's going to call you victorious. He's going to call you triumphant if you're going through struggles and oppositions right now. And although the church may be sick, the church is going to rise and get well. And, And even though there are some areas in the church that need exposure, the exposure is going to bring healing and healing is going to bring power. And I truly believe the church is going to rise up in a position that it hasn't been in in thousands of years. You're listening to Sound of Heaven Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Johnny Ova. I thank you so much for listening. Join us each and every single Sunday at 11 a.m. and 7 p.m. on 1039 LI News Radio. Tell your friends, tell your friends, and visit our website at soh.church. God bless you, and we'll see you next week. The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.